0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, August 7th, and this is your FT news briefing. Uber Eats didn't deliver for its hard-hit ride hailing business. Quick and loan shares surged on its first trading day on the public markets, and how effective was the US's paycheck protection program when it came to supporting jobs? Plus, Microsoft has spent two decades putting down roots in China. What does that mean for its possible deal with TikTok? I'm Mark Filipino. and here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday, we told you about some businesses benefiting from the coronavirus pandemic. Uber, it turns out, has been finding that it cuts both ways. Uber Eats, its food delivery service, had a 103% revenue jump year over year to a little more than a billion dollars but that wasn't enough to offset its more famous ride-hailing business. That fell by 75% globally. Despite that, Uber's overall revenues beat Wall Street expectations, but the company's share price was down as much as 4% in after-hours trading yesterday. Rocket Companies, the parent company of Quicken Loans, is back on the public market. The company first went public back in 1998, But a year later, founder Dan Gilbert sold it to the accounting and tax software company Intuit. Just a few years later, Gilbert bought it back. And yesterday, Quicken Loans' share price rose nearly 20% by the market close and kept rising after hours. But just a day before it went public, the company cut its IPO price from $3.3 billion down to $2 billion. The FT's U.S. finance editor, Rob Armstrong, explains why.
1: I think to answer this question, it helps to understand a little bit about their business. So they are a mortgage lender, a non-bank mortgage lender, and their specialty is refinancing. The thing about the refinancing business is that it has a very strong relationship to interest rates. When interest rates go down, everybody rushes to refinance their house, and Quicken Loans, which is the dominant player in refinancing in America makes a ton of money. And of course we've had exactly that kind of year this year. Following the COVID crisis, the Fed slashed rates, mortgage rates have tumbled and everyone has rushed to refinance. In the first half of this year, Rocket made something like $3.4 billion in adjusted net income. It's a record year from them and there's been record volumes of refinancing. So the question, that investors and the company itself has to ask is how long do the good times last? So the loan refinancing business, you make a ton of money as long as rates fall. But how long can they fall? What happens next year? It's hard to say. So while the company is going great gangbusters right now, from what I hear, there was some nervousness about the potential volatility of earnings among investors and the company going into the IPO.
0: An FT analysis of the loans made as part of the U.S.'s Paycheck Protection Program shows thousands of incomplete records, dubious data, and inconsistent rule following. And all that makes it hard to answer a simple question. Did it work? The PPP lent $670 billion to businesses like ramen restaurants and engineering shops. It was one of Congress's first measures to prop up businesses, as much of the U.S. abruptly shut down in March. The loans are generally forgivable when used for employee wages, but the FT found that some mom-and-pop businesses took millions to save just a couple of jobs. Others reported saving hundreds of jobs while borrowing less than $5,000 per staffer. In some cases, it was just a few dollars per employee. While the results varied by business, the Trump administration data says that PPP loans supported 51 million jobs. But some economists say it's a different story. The National Bureau of Economic Research concluded that PPP had little effect on employment. All of this comes as Congress debates another round of PPP and expanded federal funding. And while more than 16 million Americans collect unemployment aid. And here's a story you should know more about. The U.S. government isn't taking its foot off the pedal when it comes to China. The Trump administration yesterday issued recommendations that would ban Chinese companies from listing on American stock exchanges if they don't comply with U.S. accounting standards. Now, this comes on the same day that we learned about a new twist in Microsoft's talks with ByteDance, the Chinese owner of TikTok. At first, Microsoft just wanted TikTok's U.S. business. But yesterday, sources told the FT that Microsoft is going after all of TikTok's global business. So, can Microsoft maneuver a deal despite the rising tensions between Washington and Beijing? The FT's Deputy Beijing Bureau Chief Yuan Yang explains that Microsoft is banking on its relationship with China, where it's been putting down roots since the late 1990s.
2: Now, at that time, there were very few similar multinational companies that had a pure research arm in China. In fact, Microsoft was the first big one. And so it gave PhD students who were graduating in computer science or in physics an unprecedented opportunity to work on a global platform and be given a lot of freedom in their research. As a result of that, the company came to incubate a lot of startup founders who then became superstars in the explosion of China's tech landscape.
0: Does this factor in positively for Microsoft as it negotiates to buy TikTok's US business from ByteDance?
2: Well, what I thought was really interesting about the negotiations is that Zhang Yiming, the founder of ByteDance when he wrote to his employees about the negotiations, said that they had initiated a discussion with an unnamed company, of course, that company is Microsoft. And Zhang himself spent a few months at the start of his career working for Microsoft in Beijing and then left to set up a startup. And there are still many ex-Microsofties, as they're called, in ByteDance, whom Zhang is said to be very close to.
0: Okay, so Microsoft already operates two of the three most prominent user-generated platforms, LinkedIn and GitHub. Um, How does it deal with censorship?
2: GitHub, I think, is a really interesting example of how a company could deal transparently with a tough censorship regime in that every time they receive a takedown request from any part of the Chinese government, they post the actual request on GitHub so that users can read the rationale that China's given for asking for certain things to be taken off. I think the difficulty when looking at censorship in China is that Often, in the case of, for example, Apple, which has had to take down many apps at the request of Beijing, they'll try and brush that under the carpet and not describe what's actually going on. So we can't judge to what extent the company is proactively censoring on how much it's being forced to as a result of a specific law enforcement request.
0: Right. I see. So has Microsoft actually benefited financially from the relationship?
2: Well, this is a very good question. Um, As the Microsoft president, Brad Smith, said earlier this year, China contributes only 1.8% of Microsoft's global revenues, despite having 18% of the global population. So they are contributing a lot less in terms of earnings than they ought to in terms of Microsoft's market presence and the number of users of Microsoft Windows in China. All this investment and all these relationships and all the soft power that it has in the China tech scene has proved to have intangible benefits, including a lot of basic research that was done with China's top tech talent. And if you think about the way that Microsoft was hiring in the 90s and 2000s, and to some extent even now, having your pick of the best PhD students in the whole of China meant that they really got the cream of the crop for basic research. However, monetizing that and turning that into revenues has been another question.
0: So I'm curious, Yuan, do you think that Microsoft's relationship with China will eventually pay off?
2: I think this is a really difficult question to answer. If there is a general tendency in China to try to substitute foreign technology with Chinese technology, Microsoft has already been one of the victims of that. Unless there is something that Microsoft can offer and um, that's very, very difficult for Chinese vendors to substitute away from, then it's going to be difficult for them to stay ahead of the competition in China.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Dan Bobkoff. We had help from Gavin Coleman, Michael Bruning, and Amy Keene. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music.
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights,